blast. And we are live. This is the Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post game show. As always, my name is Sean Alexander, and this episode of Wrap It Up is brought to you by Clean Cuts Barbershop, 2013 Danforth Avenue in the east end of Toronto. Clean Cuts, the multicultural barbers that will always keep you fresh for any and all occasions. So go see Skip and the crew. As a wise man once said, tell them that I sent you. Check them out on Instagram at Clean Cuts Toronto or give them a call 416-917-4833 to book your appointments now. Raptors fans, happy Saturday night to you and yours. Raptors and Bulls, second night of a back-to-back. Raptors come out with a solid victory, 108-84 in a game that I would like to refer to as Raptors taking care of business. Just doing what they're supposed to do. We like that. Taking care of a crap team. Doing the do. I like that. Again, my name is Sheldon Alexander, and this is a Wrap It Up on Blast Raps post-game show. If you are familiar with what we do here, each and every Raptor game, you can join me live on Twitter, at Shell Alexander. You'll see there, click the link, you end up in the chat. Take your comments and questions because we are interactive. This is the point of what we do. We want to hear from you, the fans, and discuss what you just witnessed, what you liked, what you didn't like, who should do better, big up OG for having a big time game, and all that other fun stuff. So again, that's live on Twitter after each and every Raptors game at Shell Alexander. Same thing goes for Instagram. Got another feed there. We got I got my regulars on Instagram each and every night, tuning in and also helping the cause with their comments and questions as well. On Instagram, you can find me at Sheldon Alexander. Now, of course, if you're unable to make it live, because hey, as I said, Saturday night, could be getting ready for the party now, heading out in your Halloween costume, all that other fun stuff. Don't worry, got you covered, because this becomes a podcast that you can find on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. Just search On Blast Podcast. A reminder, Wrap It Up is part of the On Blast Podcast Network. Got a bunch of fun things over there, some basketball stuff, some MTV Challenge stuff. Lots of things there if you just join the feed, like and subscribe to quote the wise words of my guy, Bomani Jones. Give us five stars, because if you only give us four, I'm forced to think that you are a hater. We don't want to be a hater, right? Tough to hate on the Toronto Raptors tonight, second night of a back-to-back, as mentioned. And here's a key thing. You talk about building a culture. You talk about championship pedigree and mentality. Well, the Toronto Raptors last season were the best team in the Eastern Conference on the second night of a back-to-back. They were second overall in the NBA with the best records on second night of a back-to-back. Those are things that culturally matter because you have some teams where that might be a built-in excuse. You know, we're tired. We only played really seven guys the night before and could be kind of tired the next night, playing a lot of minutes. No, 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 no. Championship pedigree, Toronto Raptors show up, do what they got to do. 108-84 victory over the Chicago Bulls who... I want to say they look a bit better than last year. There's some pieces, but they still need more people. They're starting something. They're starting. They're bubbling. They got some good pieces, but they're not quite there yet. The Raptors, on the other hand, solid performance. And first things first, got to show love to OG Ananobi. Talked about it after last night's game, and the Raptors really struggled. The big point from last night's game was you need the secondary scoring. Whatever Pascal's going to do is cool. You love it. It's gravy. He came out gunning early on, but you need secondary scoring. 
you need to have multiple guys, if you're the Toronto Raptors, after Pascal Siakam, who are coming in in that 15 points a game range. You know, it could be 12, cool, but you need them in double digits. And a much better job of that tonight, leading the way, OG Ananobi going to give him player of the game status. OG with 17 points, 7 of 11 shooting, 3 of 6 from 3, but still doing the normal OG things, meaning playing defense. OG Ananobi had six rebounds, but he had four blocks, and I want to say three of them were just mean blocks, like nasty, just get out of here, disrespectful blocks from OG Ananobi, and that's what you want to see, right? You want to see that intensity, you want to see him get active, but the one thing I want to bring up about OG Ananobi is sometimes they, the Raptors, and OG in particular, end up falling into the trap where his only offense is coming from sitting in the corner and trying to knock down a three. That's it, right? He sits in the corner, and he'll get the open shot, and his offensive production is basically, does he hit his threes or not? As opposed to what you saw tonight, which I thought was really big for OG, a lot of cutting to the basket and getting easy dunks, getting out in transition. You, If you remember last year, okay, so much of Pascal's glow-up was the fact that he was able to get out in transition and get so many easy baskets, and... That helped Pascal's confidence so much because once you see the ball go through the hoop, hey, that three-pointer doesn't seem as difficult now. And I think that there's an opportunity here because if we're being real, Pascal, the scouting report's out. So people might not be, you know, Pascal's easy transition layups or dunks might not be there as much this year because the scouting report is out on Pascal. OG, though, has an opportunity to kind of replace that, play solid defense, contest shots, get out and run. And it was cool to see Kyle Lowry get past or get um, OG an easy dunk early. And then once you get those dunks, I think he had four dunks in this game. But once you get those dunks, those threes, it's funny how it works, but those threes start falling like water. OG three of six from beyond the three-point land. And you know, it's something Nick Nurse spoke about early on in preseason where he's talking about why guys haven't earned minutes yet. And his main point was guys get too worried about offense. Whereas if you trust this offense and the vets and the way that this offense moves, you're going to get shots. So if you just focus on playing defense, the shots are going to come to you just because of the way the Raptors move the ball on offense. And that's what I mean. If OG just stays active, he stays in passing lanes. He stays aggressive on the offensive glass and then gets those easy dunks, now when he hits those two open threes that he's going to get just by default, you find OG in that 12 to 15 points per game range that the Raptors need him to be this season if they're going to be competitive down the stretch. OG, again, 17 points in this game, 7 of 11, that's high efficiency, and just doing a little bit of everything. And I mentioned the rebounding. We know that the Raptors last night in Boston, the rebounding didn't go their way, right? And one of the big parts was they didn't play a lot of guys. And I, I looked at it as, you know, fatigue stats. And fatigue stats last night, you're outscored 21 to 2 in second chance points, a lot of turnovers, Boston getting easy baskets in the paint. All of those things added up to fatigue to me, from my viewpoint, as to what happened to the Toronto Raptors in that game. You're only going really seven deep, and even the seven guys that you played, you're asking them to go ham playing defense, because we know the Raptors play a top level of defense, 
and then also all contribute on offense. And that takes a lot. That's a lot. Like, it's hard to do in the NBA. A lot of what happens now in the NBA is guys are specialized, right? You're either a defender, you're either, you know, a floor, a floor spacer, you, you have a distinct role. But if you're only going seven deep, you need your guys to give it on both ends of the floor. And we saw that a lot more tonight, and it's from a lot of different guys, because the next thing we're going to talk about here is a center spot. And a lot of people were mad. Marcus Gasol obviously started the season heading into this game, I want to say two for 17 from the floor. It's not good. It's terrible. Nobody's going to defend that. You look at tonight's game, Gasol has five points. He's only one of two from the floor, okay? One of two. He took two field goal attempts. And everyone's going to be mad, and you, you look at Serge, Baca put in work. Serge has been great. Another great game for Serge. He had 18 points, 17 rebounds. Serge, 8 of 12 from the floor. There's going to be a narrative that starts popping up about should Serge start, should he get more minutes, all of these things. And what I think, and I think Nick Nurse is on the same page here, but what, the way that I see it is I don't see this as being a problem. Serge doesn't need to start. What's more important is who finishes the game, and you can play that out depending on who's having the better game or by matchups. There's different ways you can figure that out. But in terms of starting, a lot about basketball and good teams is about role definition. And Marcus Gasol's role with the starters, yes, you'd like him to score a bit more, but he's a lot more valuable as a playmaker. He's a lot more valuable setting screens and doing all those little things that help Kyle get an easy shot here and there that help Freddie get an easy shot here and there. Siakam, same thing. Ball movement, setting screens. That's Marcus Gasol's value with the starters. They don't need the scoring as much. And if you were to flip-flop him and Serge, well, you'd be losing the pop that Serge gives the bench when he steps into the game, that little boost of energy. And you need the scoring off the bench to give you that little bit of boost because chances are, when this team moves forward and you start playing a little bit more of your bench, you're going to need someone to score. And that is Serge Ibaka's role. That's a great role for Serge. Gives the energy on the defensive end. He's grabbing rebounds, blocking shots. But also, you can give him the ball. And the way that Serge is feeling it right now, he's feeling himself. Stepping into three-point shots confidently. Getting the ball in the paint. Making post moves. It just works well to have Serge Ibaka giving you that scoring punch off the bench. And plus, the way that he's moving, it's a consistent scoring punch off the bench. Remember, the biggest thing we talked about from last night's game that you need to see going forward from the Toronto Raptors. If a lot of their guys are consistent, then the Raptors will have a good season. That's it. And Pascal Siakam, 19 points in this game, 7 of 15. One thing that's happening to Pascal so far is he's doing, like, he's getting into foul trouble, right? It's multiple games in a row where he's getting into foul trouble, and it's tough, right? You, you, you want to think that after having the, the playoff and the season that he had, that he's getting a little bit more of a rep with the referees and that, you know, you start to get a little bit more calls in his favor. And we're not seeing that as of yet. We've seen Nick Nurse in the media kind of, you know, trying to play that up trying to help out his guy to get a little bit more calls. And it hasn't really gone Pascal's way. He had five fouls in this game. Um, he had five fouls in last night's game, if I'm not mistaken, and he fouled out in the first game of the season. So this is becoming a thing. Don't get me wrong. 
the cheapy little touch fouls that, you know, superstars in this league don't get called on. He's not getting those calls going his way yet, but you hope that eventually it will come. The ones that he needs to avoid, and I think he does a better job so far, and we saw it tonight, is the offensive foul calls, where he just gets his head down, puts his head down, and he's on a full head of steam going towards the basket, and the scouting report's out on you now, right? I give him credit because he took a couple a couple mid-range jumpers, which I know everyone so thinks the mid-range jumper is so sacrilegious nowadays, but in the context of an actual basketball game, forget about numbers for a second, but in the context of an actual basketball game, okay, with so much focus on, you know, layups and three-pointers, teams are going to adjust to that. Teams are going to know that, hey, once you up fake, you're not pulling up. You're trying to get all the way to the basket, and you can play your defense and adjust your defense accordingly to have dudes just waiting there to take charges. That's a scouting report thing. And I think that's what we're seeing so far from the Raps, and now it's on them. This is what the game is. You do something, the other team adjusts, and then it's on you to make the counter. That's the difference between good teams and great teams, good players and great players. Can you continue to adjust to what the defense is doing to you? And the Raptors did a good job of that in this game. Pascal, he did get an offensive foul here and there, but I want to give him credit because you saw some great playmaking from Pascal. Because the Bulls started to angle their defense towards them and force some double teams. At some points, you even saw some triple teams. But especially in that third quarter, you saw some great plays from Pascal to where he was finding OG on a cut. You saw him get double teamed and he finds Matt Thomas for three. Big up Matt Thomas. In case I don't get enough Matt Thomas talk in. He looked pretty good in his Raps debut. But... The point I want to make here is you're seeing the continued development. And this is going to be the theme that I want you guys to focus on and enjoy this season. Watching the continued development. The little things that Pascal Siakam does as his glow up continues. The way that he's able to adjust to the defense. Slow the game down a little. Right? He's still turning over the ball a little too much. Turnovers still weren't that good for the Raps tonight. But overall... You like the signs that you see from Pascal Siakam adjusting to the attention, the newfound attention that he's getting from the defense and being able to find his guys. In the Raptors offense, again, everybody's moving. The ball's on a string. Cutters get rewarded. You saw that from OG tonight. It's a beautiful thing when it's looking good. And do you need Pascal to drop 30-plus tonight? No. <laughs> You'd love that. That'd be great. Cool. But in a game tonight where he's dealing with foul trouble, you see him with 19 points on 7 of 15 shooting. And that's a solid night at the office from Pascal. Solid night in the win, especially he's dealing with foul trouble. And he had four assists. That's what you want to see. Great game from Pascal. OG, I'm still giving the player of the game nod to. And Baca. Baca looks good. Baca looks, he looks energized. A mafuzi chef. <laughs> As he broadens out, you know, his repertoire how many different shows does Serge have? I don't know. Busy guy, but still putting in work. Uh, but again, let's get to some comments here because that's one thing we like to do for sure on this podcast is hear from you, the fans, and what you guys thought of this Toronto Raptors game. Again, Raptors win the second night of a back-to-back, 108-84 to in Chicago. It's the 10th straight win by the Toronto Raptors over the Bulls franchise as they continue their domination. And, you know... 
before we get to the question, though, got to also big up, you know, Kyle Lowry picked his spots in this game. And one thing to, to notice a difference, and this is a vet thing, and I thought Kawhi, one of his strengths that we don't really give him enough credit for that, you know, I kind of saw Lowry do tonight was sensing the run and being a good run stopper or starting a run for your team, seeing blood and going for the kill. That's what Kawhi was so good at last year, kind of pacing his way through the game. And you look at Lowry's box score, he only had 11 points in this game, but he had eight assists, seven rebounds. But when the Raps needed the go early on, when the game was kind of tight, shots weren't going down, Lowry was in there getting rebounds, getting the offense going, kicking it out, knocking down big threes just to start runs. And that's where you need Kyle Lowry more so. You're not going to get the 20 to 25 a night from Kyle Lowry. You're not going to get that. That's not realistic. A more realistic Kyle Lowry is every once in a while you might get one of those games, but you're more likely to see him in that, again, one of those dudes you need from the wraps in the 10 to 15 point range. I'm going to keep stressing that all year because it's going to be key because you need multiple guys. If Pascal's a dude and he's getting 20 plus, cool, but you need multiple guys in that 10 to 15 point range. And you saw that tonight. Baca with 18. Freddie with 16, Kyle with 11, OG with 17. You need that. You definitely need that from multiple dudes on the Raptors. And Norman Powell, he's still figuring stuff out, still kind of getting in where he needs to figure out how to get in where he fits in type thing. But he needs to be one of those guys too, that you need at least two or three dudes, if not three for sure, maybe four, <laughs> in that 10-point range. But as I said, let's get to some comments here. Lots of comments trying to scroll back to the beginning here and really get into some comments. Uh, shout to my guy, O-Dog, Tata Bless, says double O-G, natural selection. Yeah, yeah, on blast for life. Huge shouts to O-Dog. OG's uh, post-game press news conference with Jack, <laughs> and Jack's asking him a question about uh, how cool or how good he did in the game and, you know, his great blocks and Jack referenced that he gave him a get that garbage out of here and OG's response. And OG, if you know, just calm and cool, just gave a simple, yeah, yeah, it's cool, you know? Just, just cool. OG, low-key. Austin checks in and says, amazing defense tonight for the Raptors. Uh, <laughs> very true. This team will be good for the whole season, They'll be in a lot of games because they play defense. Defense wins. From whatever sport, pick a sport, defense wins. Uh, let's go to Twitter here, get a comment from there. Uh, Corrado, hope I pronounced that right, says, Raps and Haves win easily tonight. Awesome Saturday. Listen, 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 listen. I'm a Toronto man's, so, hey, Habs won, but I still rep the Leafs, so. Appreciate that you like multiple sports, as I rep multiple sports as well. But, hey, hopefully the Leafs can bounce back at some point. But, yes, at least the Raptors didn't make it a totally awful night in the city of Toronto. Another comment here says, uh, Hey, Sheldon, good seeing you. Back for another season. Always entertaining. That from CR, CR Monroe's. Or, sorry, yeah. CR Monroe's. Thank you. Appreciate that comment for sure. Um, let's get some more comments here. Dvad59 on Instagram says, I'm here Saturday or not. <laughs> well, happy to be here with you. Totally appreciate that. And, you know, is tonight the night where people are going out for Halloween? 
right? I, I think that's a thing. I feel like uh, my Twitter and Instagram feed has been blowing up with uh, some costumes in that. Didn't even realize it, but I guess it makes sense. We're at the end of October somehow. Um, another comment. Agree 100%. OG was amazing tonight. Those blocks were crazy. And we know that OG can do that defensively. We know that. That's kind of how he's going to earn his butter, earn his bread in the league, right? Is playing defense. So it's good to see him do that. But he can get so much more. He can provide so much more just from being a guy that cuts to the basket, that gets easy layups. That can be so much more of OG's game as well. Um, as brought up here in the next comment that says, his driving to the basket tonight was great. Getting easy baskets. That it, It's amazing when you get two or three layups in a game, two or three dunks in a game, how quickly you get to 10 points, right? Simple. Sometimes a game of basketball is really simple. Um, Cherie says, OG will be the X factor this year. We need him. A lot of people pointing to the fact that OG, I asked on last night's pod, if Siakam made the, the leap last year, who's going to be this year Siakam? There's a lot of people pointing at OG. And I'll say this. I don't know. To me, this is a prove-it year for OG. I want to see what OG can give us consistently. And it can be him. And the one way that I think that if he goes back and, and checks the tapes of what made Siakam Siakam last year, it was a hustle plays. So many of Siakam's points came from Kyle Lowry leakouts. So many of his, his points came from getting on the offensive glass that's where the Siakam glow up and confidence really blossomed from getting those easy buckets. And then once you step out and try to shoot the J, things start to fall a lot easier. But yes, being active is the key. Uh, Derek checks in and says, you asked for depth yesterday. We got some tonight. OG Surge, who was all yesterday, and Matt Thomas in his surprising hustle D. Great point here by Derek. And I want to bring up Matt Thomas because he was an offseason signing and we know that he he's a three-point shooter, right? That's how we talked about people getting into the NBA because they have a specialized role. We know that he can wet threes. I'm sure Nick Nurse knows that he can wet threes. The teammates know he can wet threes. But how are you going to earn minutes on this Toronto Raptors team? It's by playing defense. So it was great to see Matt Thomas check into the game. 20 minutes of play, didn't look out of place, knocked down two threes, and was two of three from three-point land, and that's cool, but the other things that Matt Thomas did, he was active on defense, and someone made the point during the game, I'm not sure if it was Leo or Sam, but they were talking about, you know, in this year, in this year's NBA, or this era's NBA, playing defense, it's not about one-on-one -on -one defense, like, of course you have the Kawhi Leonard's, you know, Paul George, Pat Beverly, you know, you have those guys who are great on the ball defenders, but you can, I don't want to say hide, but you can hide in this modern NBA by just playing good team defense, especially if you have a team like the Raptors that has, you know, good defensive principles that they teach throughout their organization top to bottom. So if you're someone like Matt Thomas checking in and you don't want to be the liability on defense. And all you got to do is stick to those defensive principles. Your hands are up. You're trying to get in passing lanes. And he was disruptive, right? Like, he got to a couple loose balls. He got three rebounds, which I'm sure is not something that, you know, people associate with him or think that that's there. But finding other ways to contribute. 
and then we know that you can wet threes. It was good to see from Matt Thomas. And, you know, again, if you're Nick Nurse, you want to see that. As you try to send messages to certain guys that defense it will be the way that you will get onto the floor because the offense will come. And especially if you're a guy like Matt Thomas and you wet all those threes, if you just sit in the corner on offense, if you can find a way to stay on the floor because your defense is all right and you're Matt Thomas, you can be a real weapon for this team off the bench by just sitting in the corner and getting those threes off of the surge and Kyle pick and roll or off the Pascal driving kicks, Freddie driving kicks. It could be a real big factor, Matt Thomas, if he continues to show out on both ends of the floor. On the flip side, uh, I want to mention Stanley Johnson. Stanley Johnson's another guy who you want to get in the rotation because it is not, I'm going to emphasize this again, it's not sustainable to have Lowry, Freddie, and Siakam all playing 40 minutes a night and OG playing 35+. plus. That's not sustainable for a full season. Meaning, you're going to need contributions from your bench. Norman Powell is going to have to be a lot more consistent and he's going to have to give you offense every single night if this team's going to be good. Stanley Johnson, if he wants to get into the Raptors rotation, he has to do a way better job than he did tonight. And it goes back to what Nick Nurse was saying. Play defense, start your defense first. The offense comes easy. The problem for Stanley Johnson tonight, he got in and he had three straight possessions. I mean, he started off all right and he was being active on defense. He got a couple rebounds, but then he had three straight possessions where it just looked horrible for him. And it was in the midst of the second quarter where the Raptors had a bunch of turnovers and Stanley Johnson, three straight times down the floor. Okay. At one point you get the ball and... (laughs) My guy drives to the basket, but steps out of bounds. And then, sorry, drove to the basket, offensive foul. Then the next possession, he gets the ball, up fakes, steps out of bounds. Then the next possession, he gets the ball, and he travels. And then he got a one-way ticket to the bench. Nick Nurse's point is, don't try to do too much in the offense, okay? Move the ball. Don't hold the ball and up fake and try to dribble, dribble. Don't do that. That's not your game. And more importantly, forget about what your game is. That's not what this team needs from you. I think that's the more important point if you're Stanley Johnson. Keep things basic. If you have the open shot, take it. Cool. But the up fake and drive to the basket where defenders are just waiting for you, not what the Raps need. Dribble, pass the ball. Ball movement is key. Uh, let's see. Emma says ref calling refs are calling everything early in the game and it's early in the season. Yeah. And I'll, I'll go back to my thing too, that I will not blame the referees. I think the referees have a very tough job. And I also think referees are bad for all teams in all games. So yeah. Uh, more comments here. P skills had some success with the mid range too. Totally agree. And I still think the mid range is a skill. The mid range is a skill that is very useful because Regular season basketball can be all about free throws, uh, layups, and open and threes. When you get to the playoffs, where possessions become so much more valuable, the defense is a lot more focused, you just need to be able to get a shot. And that's where the mid-range game comes in. And so if you you bring that to the regular season standpoint, there's going to be moments in the game where your team just needs a basket. 
And that's where the mid-range comes in. And that's where it was cool to see Siakam be able to, to just hit that mid-range jumper. That was really cool. Ragul says OG needs to develop a mid-range game and take his game to it will take his game to another level. For sure. I agree with that, but I think there's a few steps before that for OG. He just needs to be more like if he just worries about getting the hustle points right now, knocking down that open three that's always going to be there every game for him and getting the easy dunks to the basket if he focuses on that. OG will have a great season. And then the next leap after that is, can he get the ball one-on-one and create? We're not there yet. But hopefully at some point, that's where OG and Anobi's game ends up. Uh, let's see. Alex says, Lowry and Fred are real are a really underrated backcourt. They play with toughness on both ends and help run the offense so fluently together. Yeah, I give Nick Nurse a lot of credit for you know the adjustment that he made this season and starting Fred Van Fleet with Kyle Lowry. I think having Lowry off the ball gives easier minutes for Lowry, right? Because he's not bringing the ball up the floor all the time. He doesn't have to lead the offense all the time. He can just be a shooter and find his shot more, where I think the Raps need his offense more consistently, so that's a good look for them. Um, Also, I just think that with the both of those guys, you can never have too many playmakers on the floor. And it's guys who are willing to pass the ball because they trust in the offense. And that helps. Add that with Gasol, definitely helps. The one thing I worry about, and we haven't seen it yet, it's super early in the season, but that's a small backcourt. And they've done a good job the past two nights because there are even matchups in last night's game with Boston where one of Lowry or Van Fleet would end up matched up on Tatum or Jalen Brown. And those guys weren't able to take advantage of it, which is a good sign for the Raps. But you just wonder if long-term there's something there where, you know, is there a team that will be able to exploit that, the undersized backcourt the Raptors are playing with? But again, the state of where the Raptors team is right now, that is their best lineup going forward for the offense and just to keep playing, getting the most out of your best players. If Fred Van Fleet is your third best player right now, you want him on the floor to start the game and to get most of the minutes, right? So... It makes a lot of sense, and it's going it's going well so far for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, more comments here. Uh, someone checks in and says, defense for life, for sure. That is massive. Uh, another comment, there is a reason why Masai didn't include OG in the Kawhi trade. Masai, I mean, is there a reason to doubt Masai at this point? I, I don't know how we anyone could be doubting Masai. Um, someone steps in and says... Uh, Sahaj, sorry, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, but he says, Serge needs to start, he has been doing everything better than Mark, and you have to reward him for being sharp and coming into the season at 30 looking better than ever. Again, don't focus so much on who starts the game. What's more important is you want to finish the games, right? That's way more important, but also, it's about matchups and roles within the team, and even though Serge is scoring, do you need Serge's scoring in the starting lineup to start the game with Pascal, with Freddie, and with Kyle? Or is it more important to have the offense moving and maybe because Gasol's there, trying to get some easier baskets for Pascal early or easier baskets for Kyle and Freddie early? Get your offense moving. And then have Serge's scoring come in with the bench because you're going to want solid bench minutes. And the bench mob days are over. 
right? You're not going to see the full bench on and for long stretches and contributing outside of garbage time, but you're still going to have surge and a couple bench guys on at a certain point. And I think he's way more valuable there playing a lot of minutes and maybe even playing more minutes in Gasol than he is in the starting lineup. So don't worry so much about who's starting more. I think the more important thing is the breakdown in minutes in terms of Gasol at 25, 24, like each of them at like around 24 minutes, right? How that gets divvied up. Because you don't want Gasol playing 30 plus minutes. Not at this stage. And I feel like there's room for Surge to take the minutes that way and play more even though he's coming off the bench. But still interesting point, for sure. Uh, let's see what else is going on here. Lots of good comments. Again, really appreciate you guys uh, tuning in and giving us a lot of uh, feedback here on what's going on. K2's Garnett says, At this point, I'm really confused on what the refs think is a charge or a blocking foul. I swear we got at least four or five that were obviously blocking in my eyes go against us. Yeah, the charge block is such an interestingly weird call. I don't really know how to differentiate between the two either. It's tough. It's really, really tough. But just know that you got to adjust and the Raps got to find a way to adjust and drive and kick more or drive more under controlled. But again, shout to Nick Nurse. Nick Nurse is trying to get out in the media at least and make this a thing to where the refs know, hey, we're the champions. Pascal Siakam is a star. These ticky-tack fouls going against them can't be a thing. So I understand where you're coming from, K2's Garnett. Totally agree with you. And hey, it's only game three. Maybe things will change. But again, it was a good game three for the Raptors. Getting off on the right foot in terms of playing on a second night of a back-to-back. -back. Raptors win 108-84. to Again, Pascal Siakam with the high game. 19 points for the Toronto Raptors. Uh, Serge Ibaka with 18 points off the bench. But I give the player of the game to OG Ananobi. He had an exceptional night for the Raptors. 17 points. He hit three threes, had about four dunks, four blocks from OG. OG was everywhere. And great job by OG. A great sign for the Toronto Raptors as they get the win to improve to 2-1 and one on the season. Again, thank you guys for joining me on this, what we call the Wrap It Up podcast. As always, my name is Shelton Alexander. And again, find me here on Twitter live. You see the full setup on Twitter, the better camera angle, all that fun stuff on twitter at shell alexander that's where the podcast is live after each and every raptors game you can find us try to get it up a couple minutes after the game ends after that final post game interview we try to be up within minutes after that we tried to but yes that feed is on twitter at shell alexander on instagram also taking your comments and questions because this is about you this is you guys having your say and on Instagram, also taking comments and questions at Sheldon Alexander. And of course, if you tune in in the middle of the pod, you want to catch it from the beginning. Find out what was said right from the get-go. Hear all the comments from the peoples. Find us as a podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, and on YouTube. You can find us under the On Blast podcast. That's where you find it, man. That's where you find this, the Wrap It Up podcast, which is our Raps post-game show, as well as something we call Ball on Blast, which we do once a week, which is a, a league-wide NBA conversation 
with me and my, my boy Andrew Webster. And also on that feed, you will find something called the You Killed It podcast, which is a podcast dedicated to the MTV show, The Challenge. Lots of different things going on and greatly appreciate you guys tuning in and checking us out and rocking with us for season two of this the Raps post game show live and interactive after each and every game really wouldn't be able to do it without you guys so really appreciate you guys tuning in and once again I really did used to pray for times like this to rhyme like this this is the wrap it up on Blast Raps post game show as always unpolished and unapologetic until next time guys see ya on blast